whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hi. Here we are. We're... Do you hear our crinkly plastic? This is going to be Guess so what we're doing. It's not that many. They okay. can put up with our crinkles for a minute. Don't hate us. Here. Just we are unraveling, unwrapping our... It's, we don't even... Well, I guess we can tell you because you'll already know by the time... By the time you hear this episode, you'll already... Most of you apply. You'll know who our babies are. We won't. We don't yet, right now. We know we're we're recording right now at a very awkward time because right now it is Thursday this blue afternoon. Yeah. It's Thursday afternoon. Podcast comes out Saturday morning. We're not recording Friday night because I'll be out of town. And Danny leaves early tomorrow morning. morning. Right, and we have our ultrasound tonight. And we want to do some sort of fun gender reveal. So we're sitting we here out. unwrapping. How many did we get? 50? Well, we bought 50. 50 foam glow wands. Glow wands. We got 25 in blue, 25 in pink. And we're unwrapping them and testing them and sorting them into piles so that we can know what tomorrow, to or I mean tonight, after the ultrasound, we can just give our kids the right colors and do a little video or picture or something. Whatever we're doing. You'll we know what we'll know. do by the time you hear You'll this because out. we'll have done it already. But uh, this was literally the only like 20 minutes we had to record a podcast for this week. So it's really like... Don't worry, guys. I'm almost done uncrinkling these. You might even not hear us. I'm sure they do. They hear my stomach roar, growl when <laughs> I'm like... Hungry. I mean, like, they might not hear what we're saying over the crinkling. Oh, right. If you haven't heard us up to this point... Sorry. It hasn't been that exciting. So, anyway, this might be not super exciting to you hear, to hear, but it's this or nothing, so... So, if you've already gotten this far and think... Well, this sounds like it's going to be worthless. You can just move on and wait for next week. We may have something fun to talk about. Do you have a question? I do have a question. I'm not going to go into that till I finish. I'm crinkling these last six wands. All right, so, Danny, you don't want to find out what you're having. No. But you are. I am. Do you have a feeling on what you're having, though? Regardless of if you want to find out or not. I don't. I mean, it's never, I don't know. I always overthink and underthink and rationalize. I, I've, I felt like from the beginning, I felt like I was having a boy. But I feel like every single time, whatever I think I feel like I'm having is wrong. Yeah. So that makes me want to think maybe I'm having a girl. But I also think I've had boys the last three times. So I do feel like there's an element of just feeling like... Yeah. I can't even imagine what it, it's like, uh, well, it's just going to be another boy. Like, yeah. Um, I don't feel like I've had clear enough indicators with pregnancies being 
different or not to times that I thought like this is really like my girl pregnancies like I did with Deke. All the cooking is us testing our wands. <laughs> Making sure our wands are glowing. Anyway, I don't know. I guessed on our poll, I guess, that I'm having a boy and that you're having a girl. But I feel like I'm not a person who feels Guesses things right intuitively in right in this capacity. Yeah. So all our wands worked. Look at that. Yes. I was making sure I sorted them in the right piles correctly because... Is that 25? Well, this is 12. Oh, we, yeah, we got... We didn't get 50. We got... Oh, we got 25. Of, we got 24. 12 of each. Oh, yes. We Sorry. We looked at a lot of different packs of different <laughs> types of glow sticks and glow wands and things. And, okay. yes, we spent $50 on 24... Of these. Wands. Got it. They were 12 packs. Yes. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Perfect. Because we figured that even if we both have the same gender, that we will just make Arrow and Deke... Not have one. ...hate their life. I mean, well, it's like very <laughs> cleavage of me. We're taking a picture. This is such a good podcast. So. <laughs> you might get to see the picture, though. Yeah. Maybe. I'll maybe we'll remember to post it with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have 13 kids right now between the two of us, and we bought yeah. 12 of each color. Because so if we end up having the same gender, then one of the babies... Arrow will have to just For forgo. just, like, whatever momentary yeah. time, and then we can give him the other color yes. one to play with and... Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, yeah. So we're done sorting those. So anyway, what do you think about what you're having? I don't know. I feel like I keep changing my mind like every five seconds. You what, felt confident at the beginning. I felt very confident we were both having girls. But I feel like I've had dreams, a, a dream a couple nights ago. That made me question if we were really both having girls. In the dream, I was having a girl. And I was having a boy. But I said you were having a girl. Mm -hmm. But the ultrasound tech wrote on the screen you were having a boy. Right. Which feels very, like... Confusing. Like, you walked away from the dream, like, waking up feeling like you were having having a a boy. But in the dream, when you were retelling it to me... I don't know who to trust. Do I trust Danny or the ultrasound technician? I don't know. It's a toss-up of me. (laughs) You have seen a lot of ultrasounds. So, anyway. I don't know. Or maybe it's both. Yeah. I saw the girl while she was typing up It's a Boy because there were two babies. Yep. Fraternal twins, I was really hoping... We created a poll in one of the Facebook groups we're in, and I I left the, the option open for people to add other options, hoping that somebody would say that they think you're having twins or something. (laughs) No one said that when I've had people guess, so. It's true. Kenzie's holding strong. But she will, she refuses to guess what I'm having. Yeah, but she feels like, I think Miss Abby's having a twins, she said in the car today to all the other kids. But she also thought Melissa was having twins and had a dream about that. that's true. So, anyway, you'll already all know which genders our babies are. And if you don't, 
then you can go to Facebook right now and find our page and find out because but, but I really feel like the 60 of you who listen to this <laughs> probably, we'll probably will seen have seen it yeah um so our question now that we're done with our noisy sorting was from my friend Danielle Ro- York Ro- 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 <laughs> Danielle York who I haven't seen in years because she moved away but you're still my friend Danielle and she said, what did she, she was ask? She was bringing up how we talked about doing the Bible reading challenge with our families and our kids. So she said, how do you handle coming across sensitive topics in the Bible with very young kids reading along with you? Do you censor certain things or just read through it and see if they ask? So I think we have the same answer on this. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. We just read through all of it, Mm -hmm. and if they ask, we talk about things. And really little kids, I feel like it really doesn't seem to matter much at all, and it's really easy to give them very basic. It's almost the, like, 10... 10 and 11 year olds than 8 I mean maybe 8 8 and up that feels even even Cade how curious they are how curious they are and how much they're really paying attention but as they get older it's almost more difficult to gauge like how much do we go into this and how much do we say because they can understand a lot more and they are asking questions and but we kind of take the approach that there really aren't things in the Bible that are so sensitive that as parents, we can't navigate talking to our kids about them. Right. And that they should be areas we are actively... By the time they're asking and are curious, I feel like they're things that we should be discussing. Not Maybe not in like the full detail that you would if they were like even older, but I do feel like by the time they're asking the questions the conversations should be had in some form. And it really doesn't have to be that awkward. I feel like some of the ones that I know we've come across are like, what is circumcision? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we've explained to them and we go and you point back to where God gave that as what he was asking Abraham to do and you explain what it was showing, like the sign of the covenant and... You just yeah. explain what it is. I do think, to some degree, it. I maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't really matter. But for having having boys and girls in your family mm-hmm. helps somewhat to be able to talk about body parts because I feel like it's just more natural that if you have like four girls and they're asking you what circumcision is, yeah. I feel like you might be able to. You just might have to start further back of, like, right. male anatomy in the first place. Yeah. Right. Where I feel like some of that gets just covered naturally when you yeah. have boys and girls in the same family because it's just part of life. And yeah. when you have a new baby brother and yes, you see their body parts, you're going to know what they are. And mm-hmm. um, or things like the different passages that talk about like women being whores or yeah (laughs) those types of things 
we have started with a really basic, like we talk a lot from our kids being pretty young about a special type of love that God created that is to be shared between husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go into really any detail of what that looks like practically to still talk about that God has created this very special love that is only meant to be shared between a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And if you need to go into details about that, you can go into details that are at levels that they can comprehend and not mm-hmm. aren't like too explicit. And so starting with those as like jumping points, I do feel like it's easy then to mm-hmm. explain like this woman was sharing that special type of love that God has created with men who were not her husband, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. those types of ideas and... Um, I feel like we've both just had kind of this mindset of not sheltering our kids from certain things. Not that we, like, intentionally expose them too young to, like, something that we don't feel like they should be. But I feel like things like taking our kids to the abortion mill or talking about transgenderism and things like that with our kids, we're not going to shy away When we're out in public and you see clearly two women walking down the sidewalk holding hands and being affectionate towards each other or even yeah i mean the answer isn't to just tell our kids to look away and like not explain what is Mm -hmm. perverted about it and what is like how god created it to be and why we don't believe that's right and that Mm -hmm. we do have love for these people but that we have to understand that the way that they're living isn't in accordance with how god has told us to live and really like going into those things instead of just wanting to hide their eyes and look away and like we don't want you to know about these things right because they are around us and if we just take it from an approach of they're too little to know about this Mm -hmm. they're going to find out about these things and from someone else right and something else so we take it pretty seriously that it's our job to expose these things to our kids. And so if it's exposing these things through God's word and questions that they're asking, Mm -hmm. I just don't think that we need to shelter and protect our kids from the word of God. I feel like the Holy Spirit can do that to some degree in and of it. Like, like, I don't need to wonder if things are being introduced to them too young because I just trust that if God's allowing them to see these things and have curious minds about them and ask the questions that right. that there's some level of that then they like you were saying that they are old enough to be talking about the conversations right. and what's the book you guys got that I still have yet to look through I need I don't I don't know. I need it. We've got we got a three pack of books, and we're gonna. I think we're planning to start them once a week in September. With Um, all the kids, or what age um, are you breaking them up? Or I haven't looked through these books yet. So the author is Luke Gilkerson, and there's three different books. One is called The Talk: Seven Lessons to Introduce Your Child to Biblical Sexuality. The next one is called. And I don't know which order these go in. 
I'd have to I have to click on them to look. There's another one that's called Changes, Seven Biblical Lessons to Make Sense of Puberty, and then Relationships, Eleven Lessons to Give Kids a Greater Understanding of Biblical Sexuality. Pretty sure the talk is the first one, mm-hmm. and this one by their own description is written for parents to go through with children ages six to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, the talk is mm-hmm. okay, and um. They tried to write it in a format that it could be done in a family setting. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's still going to be parts of it that some people will feel awkward about, I'm sure. But I think we're, our hope is to have an open, even even somewhat an open dialogue for our kids not just with us, but that we can approach it as a family so that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh, mom and dad are like sneaking just Kenzie away for right. talking to her and like, oh, now mom and dad are just talking to right. Reckon and right. But that they can understand like we're viewing this through a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we kind of want them to know that each other are on the same page with what is being taught about this and what they know about these right. things. And, um, so our plan is to just do one lesson a week out of the with, talk uh-huh. with all of your, kids? with all of our kids to start, even though it's like the younger one, but have it be, I feel like we've done some degree of what it talks about with our kids anyway. Are you going to have like Titus and Archer in that? I think we're going to have Titus and Archer there, but not... Be talking directly to them. I mean, Titus is... It's for ages 6 to 10, and Titus will be 6 soon. Mm -hmm. And Archer, it's going to be one of those things more like, if we're all in the living room, he can be down playing and listening to what we're talking about. And I feel like it's kind of what we're saying. Like, some of it's going to go over his head. Yeah. And that's fine. And and then if he has questions about other parts of it, I don't feel like it's a bad introduction for him to get. And mm-hmm. I don't want it... We just don't want it to be this, like, oh, you can't hear this yet. Like, you Right. You have to hit this, this magical yet. age before you can... And I feel like it's probably going to be mild enough in where he's at. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that... Even the things that they are, like, the little bit more mature aspects of it that the older kids are maybe more interested in, I feel like he's going to just, like, not even really pay attention. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, the next one is for ages, uh, let me see. The changes one is for ages 8 to 12. And... This one I need to look through a little bit more. We haven't... I think we're going to see how the first one goes with Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, Because this one does get into more... So the product description on Amazon says... Acne, pubic hair, breasts, squeaky voices, menstruation, nocturnal emissions. Make no mistake, puberty can feel like an awkward time in a child's life. But with the right perspective, children can be taught to appreciate... Or to anticipate puberty as a blessing. (laughs) Changes is a series of seven studies anchored in the scriptures that helps parents talk meaningfully with children about the mental, emotional, and physical changes puberty brings. 
Changes was written for parents to read with children ages 8 to 12 years old. The study supplies children with a Bible-based understanding of puberty in a language they can understand. And I'm impressed just from flipping through it. I haven't gone in depth, but I appreciate the fact that instead of treating it like changing and getting older is this negative thing, Mm -hmm. they talk a lot they have different scriptures that talk about about growing up and maturing and mm-hmm. that this is an aspect of that that like right. while we go through mental maturing and stuff that our bodies go f- through physical maturing too and that it's all a part I think when it's going to be stacked on top of the foundation you've already laid about what biblical sexuality is mm-hmm. and how God created that for a man and a woman and the family aspect and all of that. I think that this part of it, while, like it said, it might still be awkward. Mm -hmm. It's going to not have to feel as awkward because it's being given in the appropriate framework Mm -hmm. in which God designed it to happen. Yeah. And so we'll see. I think there were certain chapters that we felt like we could do all together. And then certain chapters that were like, well, it would probably be better to break up the boys and the girls Mm -hmm. to talk about these. And not to say, like, we're still going to talk to our boys about menstruation. And we're still going to talk to our girls about, like, the things happening with their brothers. But maybe not do that all together at the same exact times. And um, Chip and I do feel pretty strongly about as much as possible trying to talk to our kids together mm-hmm. have him be in the conversations with the girls have me be in the conversations with the boys yeah so that all of our kids know that they can talk to the other parent yes. about this and so that we want our sons to be equipped and prepared to understand when they have a wife someday mm-hmm. not not that they have to go into this great detail now and like understand this full depth and like but I do feel like there's sometimes a um, kind of your tempt like a temptation to want to just be like well you're a boy you don't need to know any about mm-hmm. anything about this and mm-hmm. like it kind of becomes this like secretive thing of like right. what are the girls doing and like why is that and then happening? I do feel like sometimes when you grow up and get married you have this like a feeling of awkwardness to like talk to your spouse about different things well right if your husband has always treated like girls having periods as like something he's not allowed to know about and is like super awkward super gross and like then I feel like even things like childbirth yeah it it, we just want to try to maintain the difficult boundary of having things be normalized while still having things be treated respectfully and in I guess for better lack a better like lack of a better word like a sacred way Mm -hmm. like that this isn't something that's just to be made light of or Mm -hmm. joke about or be funny or anything like that but that it still doesn't mean we also have to shelter you from it completely right right look at the sleepy head that woke up Hi, bud. What? We're recording a podcast episode. What? Yeah, I'll get a snack in a minute. Sure. Frozen go time. Oh, there's. <laughs> well, special guest is parents by Calvary Daniel. 
three-year-olds at their finest. You can't get mad at a three-year-old mm. for interrupting. I mean, just he woke didn't up even know. He didn't even know we were. Didn't recording. even have the warning. So, anyway, so time. I don't think that's the only way for people to handle these things, but mm-hmm. that's what I think. It's important to obviously have these conversations with your husband and not just make a decision without him. Yes. If you're kind of the main one in charge of doing Bible time with your kids, and if he feels strongly that certain things need to be passed over or whatever mm-hmm. then obviously take go with that take his opinion yeah. <laughs> over ours but um i do think that there's some degree of needing to fight against the as christians i think we've done a, uh in the evangelical conservative community there's almost been this like idea of we don't want to talk about these sensitive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we only want to talk about them in a very surfacey way that has caused a lot of problems yeah. for kids because there's plenty of people who will talk about these things. Yes. And they're not kids. the people who have the Christian perspective on them. Right. And God did create all of these things and he did create... Mm-hmm sexuality to be a good thing within the context he created it to be. Right. And not just this off-limits thing that you're not allowed to know about because you're not married, so you don't get to have any idea what we're talking about, you know? And Yeah. So different kids are going to respond to these things differently, too. Their maturity levels are going to be at at different ages. I do think that, you know, having wisdom and discernment... Having wisdom and discernment about how your child is responding to some of these things, if there seems to be an obsession or a fascination or whatever, I mean, that's going to take different kinds of discernment and discretion to help navigate around as well. And, but I think that can open conversations as well of how we should be handling these things as far as what modesty looks like and what respecting the opposite gender looks like and their bodies right. and all of those things. And the pro- so. different processes that God created in that. Yep. So, yeah, I think we're we're pretty much on the same page. Yep. You're just, uh, f- have a five-year, four-year? Four four-year jump. Head, on. head start having to figure this all out mm-hmm. and then tell me about it. <laughs> My oldest is only yeah. eight and a half, so. Yeah, I feel like one of the harder things that I'm trying to navigate through that I haven't had to f- officially like make any decisions on is what type of feminine products I'm going Mm, to mm -hmm. encourage my daughters to use because I feel like they're going to look to me for complete guidance on that and I feel like my views on that have changed but I I don't know that feels a little bit intimidating especially all summer I've just been like please no because with swimming that feels extra challenging to some degree like so (laughs) 
we're we're gonna wrap this up here pretty soon. We're we're getting a lot of uh, snack questions and oh yes, boys with no pants on. I mean, coming from the bathroom. The three-year-old is learning to potty train. Yes. Let's clarify that. <laughs> Not just any boys. <laughs> All right. Well, this is our shortest episode yet, but we're just hours away from our ultrasound and. So, are you still dreading it? Are you feeling okay about it? Are you, is there a little bit of you that's excited? I mostly feel like I've just been trying not to think about it, and yeah, I also feel like I've been trying not to think about it, but more from a so I don't get too excited. <laughs> I was thinking about how past ultrasounds, I almost always like tried to schedule ultrasounds for like 8.30 in the morning right. so that I could wake up the day of the ultrasound and just like get go. ready and go to it and yeah. because I would usually be really excited about it and I don't know I feel like it's the worst is gonna be like right at the end of yours I've already decided you have to go first oh, I was wondering if you were gonna say that I feel like you probably would want to anyway Maybe I'm wrong, but oh, yeah, I would. I feel like you're you've been like, like wanting like, to do this for like the last three feel like months. Like arm so over it, but no, I feel like it's gonna be like where I'm gonna be like, are you sure there's not any more? Do you need to measure the femur bone again or anything? Yeah. Like maybe I don't know. Check God will have pictures your baby. of the heart again. Maybe your baby will just cross its legs and we won't even know. I feel like it would have to be an act of God because it's definitely not like my children to do that. It's never been even a little bit difficult for them to find out the genders on any of my kids. So, well, no, I I feel like I always have plenty of fluid and well, anyway, I'm kind of dreading it, but (laughs) (laughs) it's number four snack time here in the, well, it really is. I mean, I know. It three, is snack time. Three o'clock is snack time, and it's currently three o nine. So yeah. All right. Well, hope can't you, wait. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.